Five, four, three, two, one. Right. Hello, children. Welcome to episode six of the On My Dime On Your Time podcast. This was probably my favorite episode to date to record. It's with Greg Ntore. He's a personal stylist based in Montreal. He works for Essence. But it's, he's not just that, man. He's super interested in like self-development and mindset. The reason I said this was my favorite podcast to record with him is because about about 50 minutes in, you can tell you can like there's a bit of a shift where it becomes less of an interview and more of just two guys just talking. And that's the kind of shit that I live for. So also, we are on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify now. So if you like the show, Leave me a rating on Apple Podcasts or give me a comment as well. Let me know what you guys think. And without any further ado, here's the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey, Greg, how are you? Good, man. How you doing, Issa? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How's how's how you been during the quarantine and everything? I know it's lifting now. But been, how, you been, how you been throughout yeah, it? Yeah, no. It's been, a, it's been an interesting year, right? But... Um... But it's good, man. Like, honestly, like, I'm just lucky to still have a job, to be honest. You know, so that's that's one of the things that I can be thankful for, I guess. And then apart from that, you know, weird summer, but try to make the most out of it, to be honest. You know, I think there's good that came out of working from home because I've been able to kind of focus on, on, on some of my sort of personal work and things like that. So can't complain too much, honestly. I think there are you know, there's others that have it worse, you know, so so we can't complain, to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you, mm-hmm. you've been doing great on Instagram and YouTube, so there's a benefit there as well, yeah. Yeah, no, it's been a huge benefit, man, because, you know, you know, I'll tell you, like, I never actually, I mean, I always knew that there was a lot of time wasted through just commuting to work and just, like, how much it's exhaust, exhausting to be sitting in a chair for, like, eight hours in a day and just the amount of like just small little things like the coffees that you consume while as you're at work because you're just bored and you need to go get a coffee just to like disconnect for a bit when you work from home it's just totally different man you know it's just like your mind is a lot more fresh you know you don't consume all the bad stuff, like the coffees and the smoking and all that and i i find like for me it's been a great way to sort of restructure my life and just have a balanced life where it's like I can kind of work on my personal project, but also still get the stuff that I need to get done for essence. So yeah, man. Absolutely. Have have you found any new habits? Like have you cultivated any new habits from working from home that you're going to carry over to like once everything goes back to normal? Oh yeah, for sure. Like wasting, uh, wasting time, like, like wasting less time. Sorry. So that's just, for me, I noticed that, you know, like every hour in a way counts, like everything that you do in a day, like should feel like, I don't know, like you should feel like you're reaching closer to your purpose and the things that you just want to do, you know? And I think that like one of the things that I've incorporated incorporated here is just organizing myself to sort of, and disciplining myself to sort of tackle the things that I need to get done, done, right? And then utilizing the little bit of time left to kind of do other things. And I feel like I can actually carry that into my work where it's like, it's more so about discipline and not being so eager to like 
you know, um, go grab a coffee at a certain hour just because you have nothing else to do. It's like, no, you can kind of utilize that time. When there's downtime at work, you kind of utilize it to do other things, you know. Um, so I was even like, we have like um, certain times, like especially like, for example, now at work, it's quite slow just because the sell season just ended. So, you know, people are slowly getting back into shopping because obviously the students are back at, at school and stuff. But it's not as as much as during sell season, as you know, like at Essence during sell season, and it's crazy, right? So I've just kind of been thinking like around this time, like how do I sort of like capitalize on this time and really use my time efficiently to do sort of my personal projects to the best of my abilities and still get the work that I need to get done, done. And I feel like you can actually carry that into your work as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so it's been a lot of uh, thinking, I guess, because... Yeah. No, you're in the house most of the time, so, so yeah. Mm-hmm. You spoke. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember which video it was. I think it was either your most recent one or the one before. But you were talking about like your morning routine, and mm-hmm. I don't want to like. I don't want to get ahead of you in case you're like gonna make a better bit video about it. But do you want? No, no, not even. Yeah. Do you want to like get into your morning routine right now, and maybe you can talk about yeah. the importance that you found thereof in in starting mm-hmm. one or carrying one forward, carrying one through? Yeah. No. I definitely like. I've always. Like I'm not necessarily like a like a like a morning morning person. I know there's some people that wake up they wake up at four or five a.m. You know, and and that's chilled. You know, I'm more of like a seven eight a.m. type of guy. Uh, obviously, because I start work at nine usually, but I like to get like at least an hour and a half, two hours before work starts. You know, to myself, and that's been the same even when I was kind of commuting to work. And I mean, some of my morning routines been as simple. It's like just making your bed in the morning, to be honest. You know, I feel like it just re- it gives me time to kind of like make my bed, make sure my room is clean. Um, I got a whiteboard actually during um, quarantine where I kind of just been writing a bunch of stuff that I want to kind of get done during the week. Could be really anything. It's just sort of my way of brainstorming. And for some reason, that's worked perfectly for me. Like it just kind of makes me feel like I'm ready to have a productive day in a way, and especially on days where I kind of feel low on on energy, you know, um, there's some days you wake up, you don't feel like getting out of bed, maybe the weather is not great, or maybe you're just kind of like mentally you feel exhausted or physically. And I find that like just me waking up, making my bed, like writing a couple of things on my whiteboard has really been like super helpful. Obviously, like I usually take like my shower in the morning and stuff, make a quick coffee. And one thing that I've actually been trying to do now is not be so eager to come on my couch and have my coffee and actually kind of go on like my balcony and just sit for a bit. Um, It hasn't like I've maybe done it twice last week or something. So it's not uh, it's not where it should be. But I don't know, like uh, I find we spend so much time on like our phones and obviously like laptops and TV and all that, that the mornings you could kind of just utilize it to kind of just think and be in your sort of mental space and just like brainstorm some of the ideas that you want to work on during the week, uh, especially with YouTube and Instagram. Like it's a lot of content and a lot of thinking. So, so yeah, that's really been my, my morning routine. I've also gotten into stretching and that's kind of been varying between like a morning routine or evening routine. Um, I, I find it's the evenings. It's helped me a lot because for me, I, like I have trouble sleeping, like I'm not a deep sleeper. So I tend to wake up a lot in the evening. So I changed a few things like 
you know, not watching TV till late um, and like stretching before bed. And that's kind of, that, that's actually helped quite a bit, honestly, like over the last three weeks, month and a bit, it's been, it's been very helpful. So yeah, man, that's, that's really been it to be honest, you know? Awesome. Yeah. Um, do you utilize more of like a weekly schedule or a daily schedule? Because what I found is that a daily schedule is kind of like, it kind of messes your head. Because if you like, if you literally don't have time for something, you're just like, oh, shoot, I kind of failed the day then. So do you utilize yeah. a weekly or daily schedule more? For me, it's more weekly. Like um, on my board, I'll write things as they come. Like usually like on Sunday evening or Monday morning, I'll kind of just write everything that came in my mind that I want to do during the week. You know, whether it's like my content on YouTube, like my Instagram or like, you know, even sometimes like some of my actual work at Essence, I'll kind of just put it on the board. And if like during the day, I kind of think of something that I'm like, oh, maybe I'll have time to do this. I'll actually like go and I'll write it on the board just to kind of keep it somewhere. So I remember it. Now, it's true. You're right. Because for me, too, if like I write everything that I need to get done in the day and I don't get one thing done, then I kind of feel like, oh, I didn't utilize my time efficiently. But it's not really that. I think for me, the the purpose of writing things down is just to like remember and try to find time within the week to get them done. And as long as I'm kind of getting, you know, like whether it's like my YouTube content up, my Instagram content up, or, um, you know, or I feel like in my body and in, my, in, in the way that I'm productive, I'm being the in the best i'm sort of putting my best food forward and being as productive as i can possibly be then i'm actually kind of fine with that i don't even like go and check the board and stuff like that like maybe i'll check it if i i'm like oh i think i wrote an idea down that i forgot about you know so i think for me it's just more so of uh having structure you know it, it's just a way for me to kind of wake up with a purpose and wake up feeling like okay, I can start by doing this so that I can kind of like get the day going in a way, you know? Um, so yeah, so that's how I've sort of been utilizing my morning routines as sort of my organization skills at home, you know, especially now that we're working from home. So yeah, man, it's, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it, yeah. Awesome. I, th I think a lot of like students can really benefit from like structuring their, their lives even because a lot, like a lot of my yeah. friends, they're just like, I'm gonna, I feel like going to bed late. I'm going to go to bed late. And I'm like, okay, why? And then they're just like, I don't yeah. know. Like, and then they wake up at like 3 p.m. And then they have to they have to stay up until 3 in the morning to get all their work done. And then it just yeah. messes them up. Not, further. It, it's crazy, man. Like, you know, I, I find that in any, like, I feel like most of us always know what we want to do. Like in terms of, well, sorry, not what we want to do, but what we need to do. You know, and I think that like one of the biggest things that I've that I've realized is that a lot of it comes down to sort of discipline and doing the things that you don't necessarily want to do at that specific time. Like, let's say, look, we all watch TV shows, like we'll have one TV show playing here and there, you know, and, you know, you're staying up late and, you know, oh, I don't want to watch the next episode. Maybe I want to watch the next episode. And it's just up to you to just like literally decide, like, listen, I watch the next episode. I sleep at 1 a.m. or I can get an early an early sleep. And, and and go to bed at midnight. And midnight isn't actually early, you know? But if you're, like, for me, if I start work at 9, if I'm in bed by midnight, I'm still getting a solid 7, 8 hours sleep if I'm waking up at 7.38, you know? So the reality is, like, you can still sleep late and watch 
the 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 episode that you want to watch but i think it's just knowing when to stop and not going overboard because i think that's what we all tend to do it's like you go overboard and you don't actually realize how that affects your mind so much and it affects your productivity the next day and the way you think and the things that you want to do because you know a lot of the times you see people say oh i'm so tired today you know but if you actually go back and see what you did the day prior you'd be like okay shit i had a glass of wine or like i slept really late you know um even things as small as like just sitting on a couch all day and not sort of exercising and like you know that that can kind of like uh put you in a mental space that you don't want to be in i guess you know that that's that's what i've noticed at least for me yeah i really mm. like the way you worded that because that kind of speaks to like dopamine in the brain because you can just like yeah. give yourself that dopamine hit by like watching another tv show or Absolutely. i don't know like having that glass of wine that you were talking about but like you're not going to like that's going to mess up your brain in the sense that you won't get that same dopamine spike when you do something that you when you push yourself to do something that you don't want to do so that's really Absolutely. i really like the way you worded that Absolutely i think i think that that's you're you're very right by saying that and i think that you know we're all sort of like a work in progress but i think that it's just the effort that you're putting into the things that you want to do you know i i think a lot of the times we like kind of look up to people or we look at other people and we're like oh how are they doing this or how are they doing that but it's like the reality is like if you kind of find purpose and or if you find things that you truly enjoy doing you have to try to do them at the best of your ability in my opinion you know that's what i'm sort of i mean i've always known that but i think now it's more so pronounced and that's why i'm like so focused on like you know building my personal projects and being disciplined in that because i'm like do you know what if you don't find the way to do this in the best of your abilities then what are you really doing here you know it's like push yourself a little bit don't complain and just do the work and if eventually if you do the work you'll be fruitful at the end but just make sure you're doing the work and a lot of the times you know the the late nights the late nights working and like let's say for me personally like let's say from editing and stuff like those are the things that people don't see right and that's really where you test your mental and your discipline you know it's when no one is watching you know it's like that one episode that extra that you want to watch it's like hey there's no one around to tell you not to watch it you just have to kind of play with your brain or your mental and be like you know what i'll go to bed instead so that i can get an early night and wake up in the morning and get stuff done you know so so it's it's um yeah it's quite interesting it's always like a mental play between the things you want to do and the things that you don't want to do so mm-hmm. yeah it's Have interesting you always been interested in like this mindset around like productivity and stuff or like always man always like i really always have like i i think that i've i've always been like you know um I've always wanted to feel like I was doing something purposeful in a way like I like I like I was you know like even like when we look at like things like like social media platforms and stuff like that I've always thought myself that I don't think I would have any sort of social media platform unless I wanted to utilize it in a way that was either productive or informative to um anybody you know just expressing myself but expressing myself in a way where it's like you know we can all get to where we want to get to in the things that we want to do we just have to sort of find that balance of fun but also hard work mm-hmm. you know um and i think that 
you know, when I look at where social media is at today and, 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 and you know, if, if we can touch on that a little bit, is that I find that a lot of people do want to have that sort of like, like short-term gratification when it comes to social media, you know, whether it's like, you know, like, for example, for me, I speak more on style and I always kind of touch on how it's so important for you to be patient with it and for you to really find what works for you and not necessarily be so eager to want to wear the latest trend and, and so forth and so on. But I find that we're not patient, you know, and I say we, because all of us, you know, when we're on social media, we see everyone around the world. We see the ones that are doing really well at a very young age. And we kind of feel like we have to catch up whether it's a race or, or so forth and so on. But, I started realizing that like, if you generally put effort into yourself and you kind of just are in competition with yourself, you get to wherever you want to get to. It may not be as fast as, as, as sort of the other people that inspire you, but you just have to have that sort of confidence and that self-belief that you will get to where you want to get to because you're passionate about what you want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So I've always had that, 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 that same mindset. Even when I was in uni, like I went to university in Ottawa and, always had that mindset of like, you know, I want to work for companies that I, that I, that I love. And I want to kind of be able to put my own dent in the universe, in the things that I do personally, you know? So, so yeah, so it's always been like that for sure. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't want to get too deep here, but like, how no. did you go about like, set like starting on the right path to finding your purpose? Not like knowing what it is. Cause no one really knows what it is. How do you get yeah. yourself? started in that journey yeah i think i think honestly like or first of all with 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 uh, i went to boarding school in in south africa right and we always had to wear uniform and 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 one of the things that i noticed about me like i played a lot of sports uh growing up so i was a very like turbulent kid let's say and i loved dressing up right so um that was always in me now that i kind of started thinking about it as i got older and in South Africa, like I always noticed that like, you know, we had to wear uniforms. So you have specific shoes, specific weight to tie a, a tie or whatever. And I always wanted to kind of do, put my own touch to it, you know? So I kind of started noticing like, wow, okay. Like maybe, but like, you know, when you're kind of growing up with like African parents, they're not really like, yeah, go fashion. You know, they're more like go doctor, go lawyer, you know, mm -hmm. like, like, like anybody. So. So once I got here and I remember like I was my first year of university and I think Instagram started like my second or third year. And, you know, like honestly, like within like my second or third post, I just would post like outfit pictures just for fun. You know, it was just like my way of kind of expressing myself like, oh, I really love these jeans. And that's never really changed. So I guess in a way, like it it found me in a way, if that makes sense, you know, and I kind of just did something for fun, never really thinking that, oh, I could definitely see myself like sort of doing this, like as a, maybe as a business eventually or something, or maybe curating my own brand or something. So, yeah. So I think it just kind of came about, you know, it just really just kind of came about and, 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 and I feel a sense of purpose when I'm doing it for me personally. And, and I feel a certain, a certain drive. And even though you don't really know where it's going to lead, you're kind of like, you feel good doing it. And I feel like anytime you kind of feel good doing something, you know, just keep doing it.
you know, just keep doing it and enjoy the process and be patient. That's it. So if it feels right, how can it be wrong almost, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's really that, man. It's really that. It's like you, you know, you start doing things and it just kind of feels right. And, you know, like that's why I love podcasts so much because you get to know people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, maybe some of the things that you might tell me, I might be able to utilize in my own life. And the things I might tell you, you might be able to do the same in your own life. So it's, it's good to have these conversations and these back and forth. And, and, Absolutely. and that, that's, yeah. the, that's the exact reason why I started the podcast. I just want right. to learn from people. Yeah. And someone else yeah. can benefit even better. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, like to touch on that, you're, you're so right, because that was actually one of the reasons why I decided to go on YouTube, because I always kind of felt like Instagram was just visual. Right. Like you don't really get to know someone through a picture or through a post like, you know, and I started realizing that YouTube is a platform where you can really express yourself and you can really find sort of a community that maybe sees eye to eye with the things that you believe in and the way you want to structure your life. You know, uh, and, and they can be followers and you guys can kind of have conversations back and forth and they can maybe help you in fulfilling your purpose. And maybe you can also help them in some form of way, you know. So so I feel like I, that's why I love YouTube so much and podcasts, because I always find that they're it's like an honest and open conversation. And you kind of sit back at the end and you kind of think about the things that you talked about and you're like, oh, like that was really good. Like we touched on this and this person is from here and they do this and they do that. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like that. I enjoy that a lot. You know? That's kind mm-hmm. of one of the issues that I have with YouTube and with Instagram because like you subscribe to a person for one thing, but that's like one little facet of them, right? So true, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel like people can... I'm, I'm not saying that... A, I don't know how to word this. Um, people can provide a lot more value than than in that one little section on which they choose to provide value. If that makes 100%. sense. And it's you're so right because it's and it's quite difficult because you know I I, I know like you know I, I have like certain relationship with big YouTubers and stuff like that and maybe I'll have conversations with them about certain things and it's like you know it's hard for them to sometimes sort of touch on other aspects of their life because their following came from them doing this, right? So like, let's say you do fashion content and now you want to kind of talk about like, you know, um, ways to improve your life or something. And everyone is kind of like, who are you? Why are you telling me to do this? I come here for your um, Rick Owens or something, you know? So, So it's tough because like, a lot of the times we're more than that. You know, a lot of the times, like you're more than your fashion, you're more than your clothes. You kind of want to touch on different aspects of your life, you know? Um, and it becomes harder to do, especially once you build a certain following because you see how the engagement is so much lower compared to like the things that everyone come to see you do. Mm-hmm. So now you feel that pressure to keep providing the same content because you're like, okay, this other content that I'm that I really love curating isn't really gaining as much traction, you know, um, and it kind of starts playing with your head. Um, and for me personally, I kind of told myself that I wanted to, I wanted YouTube to be a platform for me to just express myself in who I am, the things that I love doing, and I love fashion and clothes and style, and I'm gonna touch on that as much as possible. But I'm also gonna be confident enough to touch on other things on conversations like these and 
and talk about just life and being in your twenties and figuring shit out. And yeah, so 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 that's really my aim for at least that platform, you know. Um, Absolutely, I, I can't honestly like that gets me very excited because I can't wait to see that from you because like just yeah. talking with you a little bit, I can tell you know a lot about this. I know I can learn a lot mm-hmm. from you, and I'm sure the viewers Absolutely. can learn a lot from you as well. Absolutely. Thank you, man. No, for sure. It's going to be a great journey, man. And everything is a journey, right? Like, I think it's just more so about the consistency that you put in and, and, and people can see authenticity, you know, it's like, if you're really truly being yourself, it's like people, you know, excuse my language, people will fuck with you or they won't, you know, but at the end of the day, at least you're being yourself, you know, and I think that that's what's important. So, so really that's, 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 that's what I want to push in, in social media too, just generally speaking, because a lot of these, um, you know, like for example, for fashion, it's a lot of like 14, 15, like year olds that follow you that want to use their mom and dad's credit cards to place an order. And like, and you want to make sure that you're kind of providing the, the right knowledge and the right information and, and not pushing like these young kids that they're just hype about things to to go and spend a thousand dollars on a Rick Owens jacket because it's cool, mm-hmm. like you know. So 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 yeah. So it's quite interesting to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Mm. With regards to like individuality and in fashion, like this is why like I wanted to talk to you because your fashion is so like it's very very unique, right? Like. Mm-hmm. With a lot of people, I can I can describe it as like neo gothic or avant garde or like mm-hmm. preppy or like there's like some keywords that come to mind. With you, it's just it's it's very Greg. Like there's no yeah. real like yeah. to describe it. So like, how did you really come to like finding mm-hmm. that sort of aesthetic and like staying mm-hmm. true to that? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, it's I don't even know where to begin because, like I said, you know, um. I was always somehow interested in clothes. I just didn't know it until I sort of came here to Canada and I kind of started expressing myself, you know, without, you know, your parents being in your ear or like whoever, like being in your ear and telling you, what are you wearing or, and from there on, everything that I wanted to put on, I would just put it on. And I felt confident. I felt good, you know, and so, so from there on, um, I just kind of experimented. I kept playing around with some of the things that I would buy, some of the things would work, some of the things wouldn't work. But I always had an idea of the type of trouser that I want. You know, I always had an idea like of, you know, whether, you know, back in 2010, 2011, you know, I was super into a specific type of shoe and I would be like, this is exactly what I want and I won't stop looking till I find it kind of thing, you know? And, you know, and obviously, like, there was a lot of inspiration from, like, I remember back in the days, I was kind of, like, really into, like, there was this group called Art Comes First, um, you know, these two black dudes from from England that were super cool. And I remember just, like, being so inspired by them. At the time, there was, like, Street Etiquette uh, with Joshua Kissy and, like, um, um, Travis Gumps. And, like, you know, they were doing, like, videos for Mr. Porter. And I would be like, oh, man, I, like... I would really be sitting there like at 2 a.m. in the morning or 1 a.m. watching these videos and like being like, man, how do I get there? What do I do to get there? You know, and, you know, I would watch all these fashion shows like New York Fashion Week, like 
Um, at the time, there was uh, PD Umo as, as well in Italy, and I would like be scrolling through all these like Mr. Stereoterialist um, uh, blog. I'll be scrolling through all these pictures, right? And I'll see so many different styles and so many different ways that like men were, were like sort of expressing themselves. And I don't know, and then I'll just go back into my wardrobe and just try things, you know, and some of them will look really funny, you know, like I'd walk in the street and be like, what the hell is this guy? Why does he have red socks on with white shoes? Like what's going on, you know? And I started realizing through that, um, um, first of all, you had to like sort of build the confidence and kind of get used to the trash talking, talking and the sort of stares. Maybe not necessarily trash talking, excuse me for that, because no one really comes at you and says, what the hell are you wearing? You know, it's more so the stares that you get that make you feel very uncomfortable. I see. Do you know what I mean? I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you're walking around with a big round head and people are staring at you because you're the only one that is kind of wearing like such an outfit, you know? But then you go to places like New York and you realize everyone kind of just is dressed and expressing themselves. And you realize, okay, do you know what? It's, it's not that bad, you know? And I love doing it, so I'm just going to keep doing it, you know? Um, and I had friends that were supportive too, you know, friends that I've known since I was young. So that helps a lot. You know, if you know your people, if you have a good surrounding, a good support system, this is actually one of the things that I talk about a lot uh, uh, on my on some of my YouTube videos on how it's so important to have a good uh, support system because a lot of the times it's those people that are going to build that confidence in you to be as expressive as you possibly can be, you know, and to be good within your own skin and within yourself, you know. Um, and I was lucky to have that, you know, through my university years and through work now. Um, so, yeah, so, so, yeah, so I guess I just built it through trying different things and watching so many shows and yeah. being on so many blogs. Yeah. Awesome. A little bit of an aside, like, this mm -hmm. is mainly just a question for me because I'm like yeah. experimenting with my style and I found like mm -hmm. a few aesthetics that like work well with the way like I'm built and like the way like my yeah. proportions are. How do I find, like, how do I narrow it down to, like, just maybe one or two that, like, work that, like, I still love and that I want to pursue further? Because I, I, I can't for the life of me do that right now. Yeah. No, I think, I think, well, um, uh, first of all, like, it's, like, you don't even have to, like, narrow it down to, like, um, one or two. Like, I think it just has to do with, like, okay do I genuinely love doing this and do I feel comfortable in this and, and confident in this? Okay, then I'll keep touching on it and building on it, you know? Um, and I think that like, well, first of all, like you really do have to feel good in your skin. Like this is one thing that I stress a lot. It's like style, like first of all, fashion can be very pretentious. It can be very tacky. You know, it can be very like, ah, oh, you can't sit with us type of like attitude. You know, and I think it's like before, like sort of experimenting, like everything that has to do with style, you have to make sure that you're good in your skin, you're confident and, 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 and then you can sort of like express yourself, you know, and you can express yourself through while it's sort of working on yourself and just really building the best version that you can possibly be uh, as Esau, as Greg, you know, um, and, and from there, I think that like the more confident you are, the more 
options you start finding, you know, whether it's like, oh, hey, I've never tried this specific cut of trousers. I'm going to give it a shot because I feel good in my body. I'm going to see how it works, um, you know, and, and then just building off. But being patient, too. Like, I find, you know, to this day, I could not sit here and say that, like, my style is complete. Yes, I'm comfortable within what I wear. But every time I, I see, like, like, literally, I see, like, 23, 24-year-olds that are just dressed to kill. And I'm like, wow. Like, how do you look like this so young? You know, like, you, you've you nailed it, you know? Mm. And then I just realized, like, wow, there's still so much to learn. There's still so much inspiration to gather from other people, you know? Um, um, like, like, you could look at someone and be like, wow, this person has great sense of style, whatever. But you could you wouldn't even realize that they're maybe looking at the specific shoe that you're wearing or the way that you wore the hat or the glasses that you're wearing and being like, damn, like, those really look good on him. I wonder if they will, what they would look like on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so I guess it, it, it's a journey, right? It's really a journey, and it's like get those two that you're really into and keep experimenting with them. Um, and the more you wear them, the more options you'll find, too, sometimes. Um, and just have fun, honestly, like just really have fun. And like, at least that's in my opinion, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Man. Thank yeah. you for that. I, I appreciate yeah, that. No, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, real quick. Um, as your style progressed, did you become more confident, like in the clothes that you're not, how do I word this? Um, mm-hmm. as your style progressed, did you become more confident in your style and as who, and like, and in who you were slash like, and who you are as a person? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I, and, and I think, and Sorry, I think, you know, to clarify, like, as mm-hmm. you approach like your current aesthetic, like in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, like, like I, I get it for sure. Like, I think, yes, I, I did become more confident, but I think the confidence also comes from people approving of the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, it's like, like obviously, if like let's say you're trying to grow your style, whatever, and like we even though we we don't want to care what people think, we still do care. We're all humans, you know. You still like, especially if you're kind of putting your 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 work out there. Like for me, like I look at my style sometimes. I'm like, okay, now it's sort of borderline. Like sometimes it does feel like work to a certain extent. You know, it's like. If I don't post on Instagram for a while, I'll be like, oh, maybe I should give a fit or whatever. You know, I like I, there's actually a thought process that goes through it. And that's just me being transparent, right? Mm-hmm. So the more people are proof of this. But I think for me, the confidence actually started before because that's what gave me the courage to be like, hey, I feel like I have something to offer. Do you know what I mean? And that confidence actually didn't necessarily come from uh, the way I dressed. I think it came more from sort of me feeling confident in my skin, me feeling confident in who I am, and then eventually starting to play around with like my wardrobe, things in my wardrobe. And then the next step is like expressing myself and like actually putting it out there to the world. And then obviously, anytime you put something out there to the world you expect feedback and then the feedback being decently good and then me being like oh okay so they feel the way I feel like I really love the shit that I'm wearing and you approve oh great I'm gonna experiment more now because I'm really like now you just gave me even like 
an extra boost, right? But now it's at a point, like now I feel like I'm at a point where it's just, I'm so comfortable within what I wear personally, which is like, I generally be feeling like, okay, I can definitely try and wear anything that I want. But that's just like me. Like if someone approves, it doesn't approve. It's like, okay, cool. Fast forward, you know, but because I've reached that level where I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with myself and the things that I choose to select and the things that I choose to wear, you know? Um, so yeah, so, so I think it's a process. It's, it's really a process and it's like, and it's patience. And I think that like, for me, I always kind of just talk about like staying authentic. I think one of the things that I always did on my, on like they say on my Instagram page or whatever was always to really showcase how I love dressing. You know, it wasn't about following a trend. It wasn't, it wasn't about wearing the latest uh, sneaker. Like even when I moved into sort of high end fashion, it always, it always came from a place of, I just feel like the Zara trousers fit too tight and I need a looser fit, like literally, you know, like, and, you know, and then it was like, oh, and Demila Mister seems nice. Like I remember my first high end piece was like an, and I think it was Anne or Yoji and like, dude, I worked so hard for that pair of pants. <laughs> like to this day, I still remember, I'm like, I was so broke after that, but it just felt so good and it was so honest to me, you know? So, so, so I think that like, that's the work that, that I was talking about that people don't see. As long as you're honest within yourself and how you want to dress, eventually will sort of like reflect and people will see it. They will see the authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Do you want to give mm-hmm. like a brief overview of like how you've become of, of your like progression with self-confidence? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, you know, um, where would I begin? Well, first, I'm a big brother. So I think, uh, you know, uh, growing up, I had to like, you know, I had I have a two year, I have a, a brother that's two years younger than me. So, you know, a lot of times if he gets into fight or whatever, you know, when kids like guys play around, whatever, like gets into fight, it would always be me to protect him and stuff like that. So I think I had to grow up quickly you know, and, and I have to, I had to sort of have a tough skin, you know, um, um, when I, I grew up, like, uh, I was, I was, um, so I was born in France then I, I moved out of France and I went back where I'm originally from, which is Burundi. It's a place in East Africa. Uh, it's a country in East Africa, excuse me. And, you know, there's war going on at that time and stuff like that. And that kind of toughened me up a little bit. Um, and then, you know, when I moved to South Africa, um, at that time, South Africa was kind of like, South Africa has always been this country that's always been in a weird place when it comes to like racial injustices, like you have black on black crimes and things like that. Um, and that kind of, again, evolved into me just sort of having to take care of myself and my brother. And that builds confidence in itself, you know, because you have to be confident to like, you know, uh, make sure that like, you know, your younger sibling is taken care of. And like, um, you know, I went to boarding school, like in South Africa was boarding school. So it's a lot of responsibilities too. And all of that kind of just, it makes you grow up, you know, in a way. And then I came here and like, when I came here, it was like just myself, no family, no nothing. So you have to kind of figure things out on your own and slowly and you take a lot of L's though, you know, because like, you know, you don't know, you know, no one, you don't have a big brother telling you what to do, you know, um, and your friends probably don't know what to do either because they're as young as you. 
and you just kind of go and you figure it out. You know, like I remember like, you know, first job, I'm like, I don't even know how to write a resume. I'm stressing, you know, and like, eventually you get through it. You apply, you get the job and you're like, oh, I wasn't so bad, but then you mess up with clients or something. You learn, you grow. And then slowly, like, I think that that's sort of how, and I think one of the biggest things that I always did that I feel like unconsciously did develop my self-confidence and was always like, like working out and exercising, you know, growing up, I didn't know it did that, you know, growing up, I'm just, you're just a kid running around, you know, you just, you just want to play soccer. You want to play basketball. You want to just kind of run around, but being active helped me to stay mentally healthy and physically healthy too. Um, and that sort of transpired like in my early twenties to, to now my late twenties. And, um, yeah, it kind of just worked my favor, like exercising, being mentally, uh, physically fit and being also mentally fit, fit, you know, reading whenever I can. Um, so, so, so yeah. And I, and I think also like a good support system that I had around me of guys that were like also confident and, and wanted to achieve certain things. And that, that helps, that helped my confidence as well, for sure. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, what part of your life gives you the most self-confidence right now or like in the past as well, like whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good question, man. Um, I think, um, what would I say? Um, let me think about it. Yeah, no worries. Take your time. Probably. I guess in a way styling, I guess the work that I do gives me a lot of self-confidence. Like I'm quite confident in the way that I work with my clients and how, you know, I'm to the point where I don't necessarily need to go to like, how do I phrase this? Just confident in the way that like the relationships that I have with my clients where they can um, come to me for styling advice and be like, Dude, or like feel inspired to wear um, something that I wore or like go purchase it. Like that gives me a, a lot of self-confidence. Um, I think also like um, take like a lot of the responsibilities that I'm taking on for myself, like just holding myself accountable through sort of my content and making sure I'm providing like honest content uh, and not necessarily shying away from like, oh, I feel like this won't perform as well, but just being confident in the fact that like, look, this is what I want to express right now. This is where I'm at in my life. This is sort of the journey that I'm at. These are the things that I want to talk about and I'm just going to be soft. Like I'm just going to go ahead and talk about them. And when you just finish recording that one video and you post it and you kind of like, damn, like I was, so, I was shying away from it, but like, all you have to do is pick up a camera and just do it. You know, all you have to do is pick up the microphone or the Zoom link and send it to someone and be like, yo, let's make this happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think those little things, they built, they built my self-confidence personally, you know? Um, just that fear you have of, ah, well, I want to do this, I want to do this. And then eventually you're kind of like, you know what? I'm going to stop saying I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it and whatever you know, just to say I did it. Uh, and I feel like that's the sort of um, thing, 
I don't know what word to use, but that's kind of what I've been going with in, in, in my journey now, especially since this year was so weird, you know, and, and one of the biggest things that I actually saw is uh, was, you know, uh, just the amount of complaining also, you know, the amount of excuse that we sort of allowed ourselves to make because of quarantine and because like, hey, I can't do this because quarantine, mm. you know, I can't do that because quarantine. And I started realizing like, damn, like our brain is so wired for us to be comfortable and to like take the easy way out that we, in a way, we have to recondition ourselves and we have to force ourselves to do the things that we don't actually want to do or to find ways to like still be productive and still find ways to sort of be purposeful, even through difficult times. You know, um, and I realized that that when you kind of start figuring that out, you start realizing like, oh, shit, like, you know, um, all of us just kind of want to sit around. But it's only the few that are really getting out there and being like, you know what, it's quarantine, but I got shit to do, man. You know, so. So, yeah, so, so, yeah, so I guess that that's everything with confidence in a way, mm -hmm. just being purposeful and finding things to occupy your life and your time you know yeah and, uh, and it's interesting you touched on that because i was reading something earlier where it's i don't i don't remember where it's from if i can find it i'll send i'll like email you the link or something but it was yeah how do i start this um it was like people are afraid of getting out of their comfort zone because we're still in that tribe like that sort of like tribal mentality where if you left like the inherent safety of like your current environment you could get killed that's why that's yeah. why we're still afraid of doing like becoming slightly uncomfortable like absolutely absolutely you're very right about that because it's but it's also like the comforts that we have today like just in terms of um you know everything is at our service you know it's it's not like you have to hunt to eat you know you can just kind of go pick up food wherever you know you can if you really want to waste time it's very easy you know just go on Netflix and there is a new TV show every end of the week, probably, you know? And I think that like, we're being bombarded with so much um, things out there to tell us, hey, you know, you don't really have to do much, you know? Like, I mean, look at quarantine and look at like the unemployment, like went up by like a crazy, like 13, 15% or something. And like, you know, everyone is getting a check, you know, here you get a check, there you get a check. And what does that do to people? It's like, oh man, I don't have to look for a job. I don't have to do this. I can just sit and wait for the government to pay me, you know, but it's like, shit, like we're really out here depending on the government to do shit for us. Like, you know, and, and some people will tell you like, I'm entitled to that money. I pay my taxes, you know, and it's true, you know, but I think that there's always room for you to create your own you know, and, and, and one thing that I told myself, for example, is I was, you know, when the next quarantine comes around, you know, because uh, it will for sure, you know, there's gonna be another, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that I'm secure enough to know that if my job, let me go, I have something else to turn to, right? I am sure that I have um, a couple sort of like maybe some dumbbells or maybe certain things that I, that, that can help me stay men, uh, physically healthy. If tomorrow they're like, yeah, no more, no one is going out. 
I have enough food in my fridge, and I can take care of myself, and my life won't stop because we can't go out, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and so there's a lot of learning that we can get from this, you know, um, and 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 utilize it for sort of an, uh, uh, the next event that could potentially be like this. Yeah, it's definitely mm -hmm. coming, so just might as well just prepare. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. Uh, back to the back to confidence a little bit like you've spoken you spoke in another like recent video that like when you were the most confident in who you were that's when you were you wore the most like daring pieces right can you give <laughs> me some examples of like something of the practices that you did to like increase your confidence in that stage and maybe some pieces that like you didn't feel like you could pull off that you decided to wear and then it ended up doing working out great for you Oh yeah, I think the biggest part was uh, fitness, honestly. Like just exercising, like not drinking as much, um, drinking more water, you know, um, not drinking as much alcohol, not eating like processed and just like all this fast food that people make you feel like it's okay to like eat because we're young. Like no, you know, um, and just through those changes, like just through really just me being on a on a decent, not even I wouldn't even call it a diet. Like I'll still have my fries and chicken, you know. But just me making um, honest uh, 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 evaluation of like what I'm putting in my body, right? And 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 sort of tracking my sleep, you know, like how do I sleep when I eat like this? You know, versus how do I sleep when I exercise and I eat well? And when I say eat well, I'm not talking about like millions of greens and just salads everywhere. Like I'm just talking about like a normal, healthy, decent meal, like just like multi-grain toast, you know, maybe have a couple fries here and there, but don't have too much of it, you know, um, and just like don't don't look forward to a weekend just to have a couple beers, like two, three beers and like you know, feel like shit the next day. And just through me, honestly, making those small adjustments is when um, I felt the most confident in what I would wear. I don't know what it was, but it would just be like, and I felt like that for a while because those things I've been kind of doing for quite some time now, you know, and, and as I kind of like get like, like, like as I get to where I'm at now, I'm even like sort of more confident in the things that I wear because of like this little adjustments that I've made and it was all due to like you know exercising like being healthy you know making sure I get enough sleep you know at least six to eight hours um you know drinking enough water just basics like things that everyone knows you know um making sure that my apartment is clean making my bed in the morning um and all those little things they push me to then when I look presentable which is what pushed me to like oh man, I'm so ready to experiment right now. Like I feel so good in myself and all these little things, it's kind of, it goes back to the things that I was talking about before. All these little things that you do, no one is going to be there to see them. You know, you going to bed at a decent time, you saying no to that one more glass of wine when your friend is like, dude, why are you doing this? Why are you being like, like I'm good, dude. Like I just kind of want to go to bed early and kind of maybe work on my next podcast. So like, you know, um, and just learning how to say no, actually, you know, just really learning how to say no and be like, you know what, I want to have more conversations with people that are pushing me forward and I'm pushing them forward and not sit there for two hours talking about nothing or talking about other people. Um, 
and all those little things, just me learning how to just really structure my life to the, to the best of my abilities really did push me in, again, wanting to look comfortable, wanting to look presentable and wanting to even experiment because I feel good, you know? Uh, and, um, so, yeah, so, so, so I guess that that's where it really came from, just exercising and, and, and holding myself responsible for the way I want to sort of um, um, structure my life in a way. Amazing. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you go over your workout routine just like, like briefly? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, right now it's kind of been like a bit of a, like I, I did a, quite a bit of running this summer. So that was kind of taking a lot on my body. Um, you know, um, just a lot of like five, 10 Ks um, during the week. So that was the, especially during quarantine because the gyms were obviously closed. Uh, I got a bunch of like dumbbells and like um, I got a yoga mat. And I would kind of just exercise on that for like an hour every day. And that helped a lot when the gyms were closed, you know? Um, so, so, um, and then after now that the gyms are open, it's really simple. Like I just usually try to lift um, at least three times a week um, and try to get in some cardio at least twice a week. And in most cases, I usually actually am more disciplined in what I eat now than how I exercise. I think exercise uh, i like to say that like for me personally because i've always kind of been active exercise is like that person that like can read five six books in a month you know like we just grew up reading so like for me to read like i actually have to sit and like put my like you know tell myself hey 30 minutes it's it's a it, it's not it doesn't come as easy as someone that just loves reading you know for some people reading is like kind of watching a tv show they just love it so much right and it's great you know they probably did it since they were kids and exercising for me is the same way it's like even when i don't feel like exercises i'll still find myself going for a run or going to the gym because i just generally enjoy it you know but then now again it goes back to doing the things that you don't necessarily want to do like and for me it was like kind of like forcing myself, like I'm more of a podcast person. So it was kind of like forcing myself to like pick up a book every night, 30 minutes before bed, read, you know, and be disciplined in that. Um, and that's kind of worked. It worked for the first couple of months of this year. And uh, now it's slowed down a bit, but I'm starting to pick it up again. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah. Awesome. Do you have any book mm -hmm. recommendations for me or for the, the listeners? Oh yeah. Um, what, uh, the loss book I read was, I'm actually still reading and I'm not done yet, was uh, What Everybody's Saying. Uh, it was by like this FBI agent. Yeah, it's a pretty I love that book. book. Yeah. yeah. You read it too? Yeah. Oh, man. yeah that was the first book I read. I think I read that in March. As soon as quarantine happened, I'm like, I need to start that's reading. Great. I picked up that book. Oh, it's great, man. Yeah. Love. Oh, that's good. So good to hear. That's so, so good to hear. That means I'm going to, I'm going to have to finish it now. Oh yeah. You have to. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to finish it. Um, it's a great book. I, I started, I'm like halfway through it. Um, I kind of reread 48 Laws of Power at the beginning of the year. Okay. Uh, I've heard of that, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty good book, but it's like, one thing I find it's like, it's not necessarily, it's things that you already have an idea on or that you know, but you're just failing to implement as much as you would like to in your life. And for me, I've read it. I read it like, a while ago and I kind of just reread it now at the beginning of the year just before quarantine uh, and uh, and it was good insightful but nothing that I don't already sort of like 
it's things that that I maybe not I'm not implementing as much as I should, and it's good to kind of get that reminder that hey, you know, even to find certain tricks here and there of how to like I guess you know um, live in the best way possible. Um, last year I read a book called The Rational Male. Um, it's more so about like intergender relationships, dynamics, and so forth and so on. That was kind of interesting as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I've read so far. Yeah, there's a couple of books that I have in my Amazon right now that I can't think of at the top of my head that are pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. How about you? What what uh, what else have you read? So that's good that you read that book. It's interesting. It's the first time I hear someone tell me like, "Oh, I read that book." I'm like, "That's sick." Yeah, yeah. that book was amazing. Um, what else have I read? I've read. 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. So you actually mm. prof, yeah. Love that guy. Yeah. Have you read the book? No, I haven't. I, it's, it's actually one of the books that's in my Amazon uh, wish list. Mm. Um, I picked it up. How was it? Okay. Um, have, you, have you seen his lectures online? Oh, yeah. I've watched everything that, you know, I follow them a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's within the same vein. Like, he gives you, like, okay. a bit of advice, and he goes really in-depth, then he goes into the psychology, then he goes into, like, why you're messing up your life, and then it becomes a whole thing, and then he slowly kind Absolutely. of sort of comes back. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nothing... Re- I don't, don't want to say it hasn't, like, changed, but, like, a lot of some of the things have, like, really helped. Like, one of the rules was treat yourself like you're someone you're responsible for looking after, and that, like, that kind of, like messed me up in like a good way it was like that's something i really yeah. need to like work on yeah i read that uh. um i recently finished seven habits of highly effective people oh i have that one too uh, yeah. yeah that one was which... that one was interesting uh yeah i'm halfway through meditations by marcus aurelius right now oh nice yeah i'd recommend that one for you i think you would that one too that. yeah yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I'll pick because the meditation is something that I've struggled to get into. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, wait, sorry. Meditation is something you struggle with? Yeah. It's something I struggle to get into. Like, mm-hmm. I've always kind of tried, uh, but I just find myself not like as zen as I should be. I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but but, but it, it, it's definitely something that's been on my mind for quite some time, you know, uh, especially like through my, like when I'm stretching or like doing a bit of yoga here and there be like oh man it would be so nice to learn how to actually meditate the right way so yeah there's this app it's called um it's called headspace have you have you heard of it i've heard of it yeah you have it i don't have it yet i've heard of it though yeah okay, i want you to promise me something yeah when we're done this phone call download the app yeah okay yeah please I'll, yeah i'll definitely do it yeah download the app. yeah um well i had two books i wanted to recommend to you um one there's one called um god it's either the war of art by like stephen pressfield Cressfield, something like that mm-hmm. i'd recommend that one to you it's like basically just like getting started with things i know i from what from like speaking with you briefly i know you're good at getting started with things and like taking that first lead but it's another mm-hmm. it's a, it's a it's good it's another good book um Amazing. there's another one it's called 59 seconds it's about like it's like it's like the self-help book t- like the self-help genre like looking through like a scientific lens, it goes into studies okay. about these certain practices and why they're beneficial. So I'd recommend that one too as well, I think. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. The War of Art and 59 Seconds. All right, yeah. got you. 
those are awesome. Gotcha. Let me check them out. Right. Add them. Yeah. No, it's it's um it's good. I I always love um because like reading has always been something that I've always been interested in, mm. but I always gravitate more towards like podcasts or um you know just maybe watching some something informative on TV and stuff like that. Um, but I always find that like because we spend so much time obviously on computers and social media and like you know we already spend so much time on the screen period that it's nice to be able to kind of just sit and disconnect and just read a book for like an hour you know uh, or 30 even 30 minutes you know like I remember when I started I started doing like 15 minutes you know and then like eventually it became 30 minutes and I was like oh it's not so bad and actually I would sleep much better you know because I'll start sleeping while I'm still still reading so by the time I get into bed, it's like I just pass out right away, you know. But when you're watching TV and you get into bed, it's like you're still so energetic about what maybe you just about what you just watched. So like if you just watched a ball game or something, it's like you go to bed and it's like you can't fall asleep. So yeah, yeah. So so definitely love uh, love people that read a lot. Yeah, it's good I, stuff. I'm actually. It's like it's one of the another one of the great things that happened from quarantine, like. In March, I was like, I need to start reading again. And I realized how bad I became at reading because, like, I had to use, like, a reading aid. Like, you pulled, like, a card yeah. and stuff, and I had to do that. Wow. It, it was like, I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm so terrible. But I was, I was excited at that because I was like, I could have something yeah. else I can improve on. Absolutely. Yeah, I was, yeah, I'm really happy I started reading, man. It's amazing. Yeah, no, that's really good, man. Really good. Yeah. yeah I don't know where yeah. I read. Again, like, I read this somewhere, but it's like, podcasts and reading they're like they're amazing because like you're the average of the five people that you spend the most you spend the most time with and like that's Always. something I'm like I've become a lot more conscious of and with books you can yeah. literally you have someone's you can you have another person in your social circle as it were and you can learn Absolutely. from them and you actually you know one of the biggest things about like you you know you're the average of the people you spend time with is um one of the biggest thing is that you start actually realizing it more and more when you're really like focused on the things that you want to do you know because you start realizing that first of all there's less time in the day right like i like for the first time like i started kind of understanding why you know like sometimes people will be like oh like this person works so hard they wake up at 4 a.m or 3 a.m and they work right it's like it's because they feel like they're fulfilling a certain purpose in life right so automatically they just kind of start feeling like there's not enough time in the day for me to do everything that i need to do and generally speaking, like when uh, when I got time now in quarantine to really just be able to kind of work, like working at Essence, whatever, and doing the things that I do uh, in my sort of other personal work, whether it's like social media content and all that stuff, and just kind of realizing that like, oh, I really have to like organize my time. So every hour matters and every time of the day I have things to do if I really want to like push my content forward and be focused and like but also still be able to do the job that I need to do uh, that's required of me at essence you know and having to balance those and just really be focused you start realizing like wow there isn't enough time in the day right and then now you really start realizing okay where am I spending my energy when I'm relaxing you know which, which I think is one of the questions that you actually asked about like how do you detach and just hang out and you actually start realizing that even when you want to hang out and relax, you actually want to speak with people that are pushing you forward. So you want to sort of have that support system or that sort of social circle where it makes you feel like, oh, like 
this person is doing this and they're doing that, or they're trying to do this and they're trying to do that, and they're trying to really figure things out in their life. And I'm also doing the same. And we can kind of sit, you know, for two hours, but those two hours aren't necessarily a waste of time because we're kind of talking about the things that we want to sort of accomplish and how we can help each other get there. And you start realizing, like, okay, those that's the support system I need around me. You know, and that's when you kind of start saying no to a lot of things. At least, like, for me, like, I start realizing, like, you know, it's like I'm very picky and choosy with who I give my time to because it's like, okay, if it's not beneficial to me, that's time that I could have spent maybe thinking of a new idea uh, for um, uh, content that I want to shoot or something, you know. Um, so, yeah, so you're right. You you really are the average uh, of the people um you spend time with and and the more you invest into yourself the more you realize that you know i need people around me that are also you know fulfilling some type of purpose or at least going towards that mm-hmm. you know? yeah so it's cool it's really cool okay slight aside did you yeah. say read the seven habits of highly effective people or you're planning on reading it no i have it in my wish list okay you basically like summed up the entire Sorry, just give me one. You basically summed up the entire third, like third chapter, basically. That's crazy. That's amazing. But it's, and that's so crazy because it's like, those are all the things that like, sometimes I kind of like, that's why when I was telling you about like, uh, some of the things that we read, sometimes it's like we somewhat subconsciously, we know them, you know, but we're just trying to find sort of like, how do I get to them? How do I work towards them right and we'll read a book and it will tell us this but now it's like okay how do i apply it and how do i be consistent within it mm-hmm. right so it's it kind of goes back to the same conversation we we're having before when it comes to confidence to styling to fashion you know all of these things are related like you want to dress well make sure you feel good and make sure you're um um, doing everything that you do that you have to do behind closed doors to get to that point where you're like, I can just wear anything I want because I've worked so hard on myself, you know, because once you kind of start doing that, then it's kind of like you start realizing like, oh, there may not be as many people investing into this into themselves as I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, most people, most of us were going to a job and we're working and then we're coming home and we're just kind of chilling. You know, but it's like if you're running a podcast, it's like, yo, I got to go to work and I got to come back and I got to kind of think of an idea. I can't let this podcast go. I can't go two months without uploading content. I got to make sure I'm, you know, progressing in that field, too, even though it's not making me any substantial money. But at least I'm indulging my time in a productive way, you know, and it's things we know. And I think it's just a lot of the times it's just that discipline to sort of put your head down and understand that, hey, I, I got to do this for the rest of my life. Like, that's just what we do, you know? Yeah. So that's what I love about, like, self-help books. There, there's, nothing, mm-hmm. there's nothing I've encountered yet that's, like, groundbreaking, right? It's all stuff yeah. we inherently know, but it's just, like, I call them, like, duh moments because it's, like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, duh. Like, I know I'm supposed to do this, but, like, this all yeah. just said it in a way that just clicks with me. Right? Absolutely. And that's, Yeah. It's crazy. No, yeah, it's it's always good to get that reminder, you know. Um, but it's it, I, I think I think action always speaks louder than words. You you gotta apply it and you gotta be consistent and like, you know. And sometimes it's it it can be quite challenging mentally, you know. That's what I at least find, you know. You 
you start overthinking and then when you overthink you actually don't end up being productive as much because you're thinking too much yeah yeah how do do you deal with that Uh, have you experienced that yeah, uh, I, I think I think like for me, I I uh, I've really tried to just do more than I think. Like, and and that's been hard. That's that's been for me personally. Like, you know, I could sit on an idea for days and be like, oh, I need to perfect it or I need to do this. But then I started realizing that something happens when you actually start doing more because that perfection that you were looking for, first of all, doesn't exist. And that perfection will come through when you're doing. When you're doing, you think of the idea, you think of, you know, you think of things to change and so forth and so on. And I started realizing that your your brain or the way your our brains are structured, it in my opinion, it's always to put us in the most comfortable state where it's like you can have that burger if you want. It's okay. You know, you don't have to go running today. It's too cold out. You should just chill. You know, and it's that constant. And once you realize that that's the, that's actually the constant battle that you will always have with your brain and your mind, it'll always push you to do the things that feels easy. And if you just kind of, I don't even think you can condition yourself. It's just, you can learn how to do the things that you may not necessarily feel like doing at that specific time in the hope that in the long run, it'll be fruitful and it will be more worth it, you know? So, so that's how I've really like, that's how I've dealt with it. It's just like, I've had mornings where, especially during quarantine, you wake up and you're just like, dude, it's too dark outside for me. You know, especially right now that it's getting dark out early and stuff like you're like, I don't feel like doing anything, you know? It's actually so funny right now where we're talking and I kind of got into my brain a bit and I was like, oh, do I have to go to the gym today? And I realized my mentor was doing that right now. Like, Oh, uh, once we're done with this, do I go to the gym? Nah, I shouldn't go tonight. It's too late and it's cold out. But it's kind of you just tap into it again. You're like, okay, I see what you're doing. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I'm I'm gonna go against you, kind of thing. And it actually becomes fun because every time you're able to kind of push yourself and actually go for that run or go for like that meeting that you went to, or, or push out this content, push out that one podcast. It's almost like you get like the super weird power mm-hmm. where it's like, fuck, it's not as hard as I thought it would be, man. Like yeah. I can really do this, you know? So it becomes fun. It, ne- it, it never is as hard as you think it is. Cause you can, you can yeah. always do more and it like just expanding that comfort zone is just, it's easy. It's easy, but it's yeah. hard. Yeah. It's not, what's that line? It's like, it's easy, but it's not, it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's so true, man. And and one thing that that I always uh, like to 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 train myself to think is that discipline is way way superior to motivation. Like, never look yeah. for motiv- the motivation. Yeah, the motivation that you always have to look. It has to be through yourself, and you have to understand that that's actually a discipline that you need to acquire. Not, hey, I just watched a video and I now I feel motivated to like dress up or to go do this or to do that. It's like. You just have to be like disciplined in the things that you want to do and like be consistent. That's it, you know? Um, so that's really what I preach. And that's what I try to sort of preach like on my YouTube channel. And like, and that's why I feel like also on Instagram, like I've really forced myself so much. Like I made a, a video about trends and how, you know, I don't think a lot of people should follow them because I think they push you in this 
zone where you kind of either start looking like everybody else or you're not experimenting in the best way that's in the way that's best for you. You're experimenting in the way that will make your audience or um, uh, 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 other people that are paying attention to what you're doing feel like, oh, this person is solid. You know, and I think that that's why I've always tried to have my style be really me and the things that this is really what I love wearing. You know, sometimes I do feel like wearing a pair of derbies, but I also feel like wearing, a, a, you know, a, um, uh, skinny jeans as much as I feel like wearing like, you know, a pleated pair of trousers, you know, and be able to express myself through that in a way, you know, and not, not shy away from it, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like, interesting. I feel like fashion can be as deep or as shallow as you kind of want it to be. Like if you go, I don't want to like attack anybody, but like if you go towards the trends, you're kind of being shallow with it. Right. But if you're staying true to yourself, doing what you truly love it becomes a whole lot more deeper it goes into the whole self-confidence it goes into like looking after yourself finding like motivation even to like keep your aesthetic expanding your comfort zone expanding everything so it can be as deep or as shallow as you want it to be absolutely for me like you're so right because i do understand that like you know inspiration comes from somewhere right so i do understand like when i see some of like sort of the younger um, uh, Instagrammers that have like, let's say maybe like a bit of like, that have like a bit of a following and stuff. Cause I do feel that following and influence are two different things. Mm-hmm. I think that it's not because you have 50,000 followers that you're actually influencing that many people as you would think, you know, sometimes influence, it's really like influence is much deeper. Like, I feel like it's when people get to know you from a personal perspective where they feel like they know you from a personal and they feel like they're learning something from you that's influence you know and they're sort of implementing some of the things that you're giving uh through your platform in their life i feel like that's really influence like having like you know 50,000 60,000 followers and it's just like you're posting pictures 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 and like it kind of looks like this one looks like that one that one looks like this one type of vibe it's just a following it's not really an influence you know and I think when you're young, that's okay. I I think that inspiration comes from, it starts somewhere, you know, and as long as you kind of progress into finding your own kind of voice within, whether it's fashion, whether it's whatever you want to do, then I respect that as long as you progress, you know, um, because I do find that like, for example, on Instagram, like a lot of like sort of the younger Instagrammers, you know, like a lot of fits look the same and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what, it's okay. You know, people are like experimenting, they're expressing themselves because they're still young and they will find their way eventually. And I think that that's important. It's important that you find what's really you, you know, what sets you apart. And I think that that's really important. So. And you'll stay in the game a lot longer as a result of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think real influence is long-term, you know, it's not, you know, a bunch of followers. It's not, you know, like I told you in the beginning, like personally for me, um, if like, like I only use social media as a way to authentically like sort of express myself and in a way to kind of like have conversations like these and like, uh, you know, uh, maybe put myself in a position where maybe you never know you help one person you know, and, and that person's like, oh, you know, Isa helped me so much. And like, you know, through this, through that. And it's like, that's more than enough. You know, that's you 
sort of doing things that you feel like you should be doing. And that's, that's great. You know, I always say, like, I don't think it's necessarily important to have 100,000 followers. I think what's important is to have a small group of community that really believe in the same things that you believe in, that you feel you can turn to and they can turn to you and you can turn to them, you know. Um, so, yeah, so I think that that's really important. It's really important, especially with social media, because everything can be quite diluted and, you know, um, and you need to be careful in, in, in who you're sort of, I guess, listening to and what you're watching and, like, the information that you're sort of consuming in a way, I guess. Absolutely. It has, to be, it has to be a lot more social than it is media, almost. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a very, very good uh, sentence. You're right. It definitely has to be a lot more social because right now, it's for sure media. Yeah, it's you like know? it's like a magazine almost. It's like, okay, cool, photo, but like what real value are you giving to me here? That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that was Instagram for me. That was really like, you know, because I, I'll tell you one quick story. Like, you know, because like, you know, like I remember like I was at like 2,000 or 3,000 followers for the longest time, you know, and I was like in Ottawa, small town in Ottawa, like, oh, sorry, like small town in Canada, like in Ottawa, just like going to school. And like, I'm really like, I'm like, yo, I really feel like things that I wear are different. Like, why not? But then as I, as I, as I kind of got comfortable with social media and understood how it really worked, I realized that, oh, trends speak louder you know people don't necessarily like different sometimes they just like something that they can relate to or that they can feel like they can copy so that's why sometimes you see like certain outfits that kind of look very similar can get like thirty thousand likes and you're like dude this doesn't look that great you know but then something that stands out you're like whoa how this i feel like this should be at like you know, like there's some people that I've known that I'm like, this person has great style. Like, I feel like they should be like, you know, uh, but then it doesn't happen that way. But that's OK. Like, I feel like as long as you express yourself in the best way possible, things will work out in the end, you know. And I actually feel like small, slow growth is the best type of growth you can get in anything that you do. Anything that's fast is never worth it. And it's short term gratification, in my opinion, you know, so. Yeah. Again, that's kind of one of the issues I have with social media. It's that like the entry point is something that is so quick. Like it, it's yeah. like, I like Balenciaga, like the I don't even know what they're called. Like not the triple F, the others one. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, the trip runners or something. Whatever they're called. I I'm not yeah. versed in those or I don't really care. But like you get interested in that, you maybe buy a pair, you're like, all right, cool. How do I style this? And you get into like that like trend driven thing. Like it's just I don't like that about social media, but it's just the, yeah. way, the reality of it. Yeah, that's the way it is, you know. Like, I, I, I think that, like, one thing that I've learned to do is to just really appreciate certain things, but not necessarily indulge in them. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I've seen some people that can rock a track, uh, a, a track runner and make it look so so good and so neat, you know. Um, and I can learn to appreciate it and be like, okay, that's good, you know, and, and, and I appreciate it, you know. But then I think sometimes it's people will see that certain item and they'll be like, oh, I wonder if I wear it and I post a picture if I'll get the same sort of uh, response. But that's never the right way to go about things. I think authenticity is definitely important right now, especially with social media. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, for did sure. You ever, did you ever struggle with staying authentic? Like, did you ever feel like, 
okay, cool, like social media, like growth kind of slowed down for the past month. Maybe I should buy the latest item and showcase it just to like, get myself back on track. Did you ever like have that sort of struggle? With it definitely does come in. To be honest, like I'd be faking it if I didn't say that, you know, we've like, if, if you create content, you, you have definitely felt that kind of pressure, you know, when, whether it's like a certain, uh, uh, a background that's working for everyone and you kind of start feeling like, oh, maybe I should also find that same background and upload a pic, um, you know, because eventually it sort of starts playing with your mind where you kind of start feeling like it's a bit more of a, a business in a way, because maybe you're trying to see if more brands can reach out and things like that. So now it becomes in your mind, it kind of becomes like you're not just posting for yourself, but you're also posting for others. So you start kind of looking at the metrics and the analytics and what's working, what's not working, what should I post more of. And I think that for me personally, I've managed to kind of like do certain, all the things that I've done, like the, the, the pictures that I've personally posted have always been pictures that I was like, I, I love this, you know? Um, and, and obviously every now and then I'll be like, you know, like there were times where, um, you know, I'll, I'll maybe think about like buying a, a specific pair of, uh, of sneakers or like this or like that. And I realized that the reason why I was thinking of buying the sneaker is possibly because I'm seeing it everywhere. Yeah. And now I'm kind of wondering how can I personally style it, you know, and that's the first thought. So that's when I was like, okay, you know what? It's not that bad because the first thought isn't how can I buy it so I can post a bag, but it's like, how do I buy this piece and how do I style it differently? Right. Okay. But I have different stuff that I've bought that I've styled and I'm like, this is trash. This does not suit me return. But the process of me buying was I'm going to style it, see if I can shoot in it. So you see, there's still a bit of social media playing into it. Right. And, and, and that's what it does to you. And you have to be careful, but you have to be honest. I think, if you're honest with the fact that that's sort of the mind, that those are sort of the, the questions that are going on in your mind, then you can kind of learn how to control them and how to be like, you know what, just keep expressing yourself yourself the way you want to express yourself. The thing is, like I always even say, like in my videos, I'll, I'll say things like, you know, trends aren't necessarily bad as long as you're conscious of exactly why you're doing it, you know? Because if you're not even conscious, then that's when you can kind of find yourself in a bit of like, a, yeah, in a bit of a situation where it's like, okay, there's no authenticity here. But I think as long as you're conscious of the fact that like, look, I love this track runner. Yes, I'm buying it because of, I do see it everywhere on Instagram now. So I feel like I need to see what it looks like and I need to kind of like try it on and see if I can style it better or whatever. Um, so, yeah, so, 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 yeah, so I, I'll definitely say, yeah, I've had some times where I've kind of thought about buying certain things because I've seen them around a lot or whatever, but luckily a lot of the times I just kind of come back to my senses and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna stick to my boots and my derbies, you know? Awesome. So, so yeah, yeah. Same thing happened to me like a couple of years back. Like I was, I, th I was introduced to fashion the same way. I'm sure a lot of people were, it's like with like the menswear stuff, like your skinny chinos and like, you're like, yeah stuff right and then i was yeah. like all right cool and then i went to university like this was like two years ago i went to university i'm like okay cool everyone's basically dressing like this right so i want to be yeah. different so then i found like tech wear right like those yeah. like, windbreakers and like the Sick. i found that and i'm just like all right cool this is fun and then like a year in and i'm just like what am i doing like this isn't yeah 
I don't see like the stuff. Some of the tech, like I have like a windbreaker, I have some cargoes, I have a couple pairs of shoes, I have a bag, and I'm like, I don't wear these anymore because I just don't like. It's not. It's just not me, right? Yeah. So yeah. Like, so then I, I have like a hell of a time trying to sell this stuff, and I finally did, thank yeah. God. But then I was yeah. like, I was influenced by the trend, but I'm lucky I found like that early, right? I guess. Yeah. 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 No, it's because and and that's the process that I talk about. It's like you are supposed to go through these processes when it comes to style. You're supposed to like like be really into something and then not be into it and then hate it, maybe love it again a couple of years later, who knows. But it, that's really the process of style. And as long as it's honest, like, you know, you'd be more than fine. You know, like I, that, that's, at least that's what I've noticed for me. You know, like I had my times where I was in skinny and V-necks, skinny jeans, V-necks and whatnot. And now I'm more like chilled. I just want like a good pair of pleated trousers, a good blazer, maybe a good t-shirt, some boots, and I'm good to go, you know? Um, so, so yeah, but who knows? Maybe I'll go back to slim jeans like five years from now or something. I don't know, you know? So, that so you always interesting. I'm just imagining you in like the SLP aesthetic. And just, Imagine. I don't know, it just doesn't. It'll be crazy. It'll be crazy. But I don't know. Like, like it's, it's, yeah, times, man, times. I think the, the, the fun in style is that you experiment as much as possible and you just feel comfortable in what you're wearing. I think as long as you feel comfortable, you somehow manage to make it look good, yeah. you know? So, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, if you do yeah. anything with confidence, it's going gonna, it's gonna to show, right? Even if, you wear the, even if you wear the latest trends and you don't like it, it's going to show. It's not going to be nice. Definitely, definitely. You're very right about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bit of a shift in topic here but like I you work as a stylist you do YouTube and Instagram you have like three different jobs I'm sure there's other stuff that like you do right mm -hmm. so how do you unwind after like a long day of like shooting content or like after work you're shooting content how do you unwind after a long day you know um one of the things that I've been doing over the last month now has been like like I said uh just stretching um you know um, like I've been doing a lot of stretching, a lot of sort of like, like yoga stretches here and there. And that's kind of been helpful. Like, especially because like sometimes when you're kind of like, especially after like a long hectic day and then I have to like, I'm like, oh, I want to upload this, this video tomorrow. So I have to like shoot, like no excuse, you know, um, you know, after I'm done shooting is when I really feel the tiredness. Like it'll be like 10 PM, 11 PM. And I'm like really feeling tired. And I want to be in bed by like midnight. I'm like, you know what? The one thing that I want to do when I'm tired is just sit on the couch and just turn on my TV and catch a show or something. But I started realizing, you know what? I just go on my mat, stretch for like 30 minutes, and honestly, take a shower, a good shower, get in my robe. Maybe if I have a little bit of time, do like 15 minutes of reading. Just all these things that I just generally don't want to do. Like, But those are the actual things that are relaxing for me, like that I find long-term wise like more like in the next morning i find those help me feel like more energized mentally ready to tackle the day kind of vibe but if i like kind of like had a long day and then i had to record after that and then like i'm like oh, i just want to sit on the couch and catch this game or catch like a show or something and not to say that i don't ever do that anymore like i still do it up to now but like a lot of the times i do try to like kind of stretch chill you know, maybe read something and then just go to bed, you know? So that's my way of unwinding. Um, during the weekends, I'll, I'll see like my boys, maybe you have a drink and just chat. 
uh, about life and the things that we want to do. But yeah, but honestly, to be honest, ever since quarantine started, started I've been so focused on, on different things that I want to do and the different things that I want to accomplish by the end of the year that I haven't really had time to like necessarily think too much about like chilling. Like even when I'm chilling, I'm working in my head. And that's the thing with like content. It's like, even when you want to relax, you're like, oh, do you know what? I shouldn't, I should maybe try to already start editing. Or you're like writing things down on your phone about like the next content that you want to shoot. Sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night to like write something real quick. Um, but I'm like, you know what? That's good. It's good. It means that like you're progressing towards something, like you're looking for something and you'll find it through sort of this work ethic. Just keep going, you know? So, so that's been, that's been the vibe. Yeah, like you're always pass. You're always like passively busy, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Even when you're just like, I'll be watching. Like, I'll sit here and I'll watch a game, but then I'll find myself I'm not even paying attention because I'm editing or something. Mm-hmm. And and uh, but you would rather that, honestly. You rather that than sort of feel like you're still searching for something or a purpose. Even though we're always searching for that, uh, I feel that if you're utilizing your time to the best of your abilities, then be lucky you're doing so and be lucky that you're finding you know you found something that you really are passionate about and enjoy doing so take advantage of that and just you know and just kill it i guess yeah absolutely yeah. uh mm-hmm. one last one last question for you there uh yeah, Greg. Yeah. um it's something that's been like i've been like thinking about a lot but it's like mm-hmm. why is the like there you you said like things that relax you is like reading and like just like doing your stretches and stuff things that you know you have to do but why mm-hmm. why do you think there's that initial barrier of getting started so I, I think what i'm saying is like why do we not like the things that we know to be good for us initially at least yeah i think you know what i noticed like this is just speaking based off my personal experiences and maybe some of my friends one of the biggest things that i noticed is that most of the time, the way our brain is wired and the way that we go about our day is to find ways to kind of be relaxed and be in our comfort zone. I think one of the reasons why I'd say like, hey, to really um, get the things that you want to get enough, you're going to be willing to get out of your comfort zone. And I think that that sentence really sticks with me. And sometimes I even find myself writing it on my whiteboard sometimes if I'm having a tough week where it's like, you got to get out of your comfort zone and you got to understand that like in order to get anything accomplished you need to start and no one is gonna hold a gun to your head and tell you to start you know no one is gonna push you to start except except yourself and this is why i don't i told you like for me personally i kind of just don't believe in like motivation and stuff i just just believe in like discipline and hard work like just discipline yourself that hey i have to start and there is no magic pill to starting. It's kind of like, you know, when we're in uni and stuff and you need to study and before studying, you like watch maybe a, lot, a couple minutes of your last show, do something fun first. And then you start opening the book. And when you open the book, you take another 10, 15 minutes before you really get into it. You know, it takes you a while to get into studying, let's say, right? It's the same thing with everything. It's like, you don't really ever want to start because your mind is always telling you that you don't have to do this. Just take it chilled, watch something, relax. Life is too short to not. I mean, that's why people is too short to not have another glass of wine. But okay, what happens if you like? Is someone gonna come and tell you, hey, you shouldn't be doing that? No, that's up to you to 
be disciplined in the fact that this is my goal, you know, and that's one other thing I want to touch on is with this question is set goals, like short-term goals that are for you, do your best to accomplish them. And in order to do that, it's just taking each day as it comes. It's like, I have days where like, I don't feel like recording. I love like recording and I love shooting videos, but there are days where it's like, I'm dreading it, you know? But even if I record for literally five, six minutes, at least I record it and I can finish it tomorrow, you know? Like, and most of the time, that's not what happens. When you actually start, you find yourself an hour in, 30 minutes in, you know, because now it's like that drive and those ideas are coming through and you're like, hey, I'm into it now, you know? So I don't think, like, I think that that's what the, the mistake that we all make is that we always think that there's some magic pool, some magic pill or some book that's going to tell us exactly the tricks to getting everything that we need to get done done. But it's like, no, it's actually not easy. It's quite difficult. And a lot of the times it requires a lot of self discipline and a lot, a lot of willingness, you know, um, um, and, and, uh, and yeah, so, so just do it, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I find that you have to be really, really like almost, you have to treat yourself as if they're, as if it, you're somebody else even, right? Because if you have a, like a child, they're not going to clean their entire room on like, this is like Jordan Peterson, like in my head talking, but like, yeah. Yeah, it's not gonna. You can't just be like, okay, cool, clean your room. And the kid's not gonna do it most likely. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you start with like, okay, can you pick up your teddy bear and put him on the shelf? These the kids like, yeah, okay, I can do that. And it's like, yeah. you do the least thing that you can handle doing to put yourself in the right direction to like make marginal gains to hope that will you'll actually get better over time because that's better than Absolutely. doing nothing. Absolutely, no, it's it's so true, and that's one of the things I played in my mind where. Even like um, I used to when I when I was shooting like YouTube content and stuff, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'll try and do my best to upload one video a week." And I was like, "This is so pathetic. Like you could do more than this." So like, what happened was okay. I had an old laptop. I got a new laptop, and I started uploading consistently like once a week, which is what I've always wanted to do. But then I was like, "No, you have a brand new laptop that's operating at a fast speed. You should be uploading twice a week." You should be writing all your ideas down because now you're wasted time and you should just be disciplining yourself and put out good quality content that you love and, and hopefully it reciprocates. And you just, you just really put your best foot forward. And first you're kind of like, Oh, it's going to be hard. But then you start doing it and you're like, okay, it's not that bad. And I'm not saying it like do it for the rest of your life. I'm just saying be like, do it for as much as you possibly can. Because I think that like, it's like, it goes kind of back to exactly what we're saying about how, the hard work is always done behind closed doors. Like no one is watching you when you're really like working on yourself and sort of, you know, whether it's building your style, uh, building your, your, your fashion sense or whatever, or like just building that self-confidence, it's always done through back, like, like behind doors, you know? And in most cases, if you actually observe people, you know, like that book that we both read and, you know, say like when you really start changing, when you still really start implementing certain things and you start being more, like you start observing a lot, you start realizing like, hey, like when people start seeing you change or seeing you say no a lot to certain things that you don't necessarily want to do because you don't feel like they benefit you, now people have something to say a bit, you know, and then you can kind of shy away and start being like, oh, I'm hesitant to say no. It's like, no, just be self-confident enough to know that like 
this is not the path that you want to go on and this is actually where you would rather go and just be consistent and actual good support system will come through with that you know i don't know what the word is again i forgot but basically how you know uh, what you put out in the word you kind of get back type of vibe kind of car- like karma the- law of attraction type stuff yeah, law of attraction type of thing. Exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to get to. And it's exactly that. And I've seen it happen with me. You know, it's like, you know, the more time I spend kind of curating my content, I've met people that are sort of doing the same thing as me. People are, that are even much further than me that can offer me advice and kind of guide me through certain things. And I'm very thankful for that. And then I get to meet people like you that are sort of like working on podcasts that I can have conversations with. And I think that that's important, you know, and, and and we can kind of all help each other and push each other forward, I think, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's interesting, like, through the podcast, through making the podcast and through reading and stuff, I started, like, believing in luck a lot less because yeah. I've, ha- I've had this idea. I just want to hear your thoughts on it. It's like, mm-hmm. I believe we're all given very similar opportunities to further ourselves. And the people who that, like the like the uninitiated would call lucky are just those who are the most well equipped through doing things behind closed doors through improving their their mindset and their self confidence and other practices like just even like just getting more skillful at like just get, get, gathering more skills for themselves it's those people who take advantage of those opportunities that we're all given and that could be perceived as lucky yeah yeah it's true like I, like obviously like there are some people that are given more of like an advantage compared to others, which is true, you know? Um, and, but, but I would say this, I would say that like, you know, um, your, your past doesn't necessarily reflect your future. Like you, you, you're always responsible for what you become at a later stage, you know, especially once you grow into being a conscious human being and an adult, then you sort of become responsible for the way that you want to shape your life, not your parents, not your siblings, not your surroundings. It's everything is based off you and what you want to do. And it is true that like, yes, we may not be given the same opportunities, you know, according to our skin color, according to where we were born, according to the languages that we speak, according to everything, but you're responsible for the way that you want to end your life, basically the way that you want to see yourself in 30, 40 years. And that's, one thing that I've really like dialed down on, and this is why I feel like it's important for you to learn how to say no to the things that you don't necessarily want to do. Um, uh, uh, and, 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 and those are like, for me, I feel like you have to like learn how to like be responsible in every way possible in terms of like, you know, like a lot of people ask like, yeah, how do I work for essence? Stuff like that. I'm like, anyone can work for essence. Just, be confident enough that you can work there, develop yourself, go work retail, go work for your local boutiques, apply a million times, you know, and, and, and it, it will happen, you know, just be consistent. If you truly want, I wanted to work for Essence and I remember telling myself, I'm going to work for Essence at some point. And I just kind of applied, 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 and eventually it worked out, you know? And, and I think that that's, once that one thing works out, you start realizing that like, Look, it's not about like, it's about you putting your best foot forward and getting up in the morning, getting stuff done um, and, and hoping that eventually things will be fruitful in the long term. So, so yeah, so that's really been, so you're right by saying that like, you know, like is, 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 
is not necessarily a thing. It's just more so about the thing, how you implement your life and, 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 and how you put your best foot forward, I guess, in a way. A little bit of an aside, I don't want to like, I don't want to make it seem like I'm discrediting like the racial injustices that do exist because those are very, oh, very real. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, I think yeah. I, like, that, that's on me for wording it wrong, but like, mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not like saying that like racial injustices are, Absolutely are not, not real. No, I don't even, yeah, I don't even think you worded it wrong, to be honest. No, it's, 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 I think like, even if you want to touch on that real quick, I think, yes, um, you know, racial injustices happen all the time, you know, and I think one of the reasons why I don't necessarily touch on it on social media or anything, you know, like, and I've had a couple of DMs of people asking me like, yeah, why don't you Black Lives Matter this and that? And I'm like, because, you know, it's me that has to face it, for example, right? So, and I've had to deal with that my whole life, you know, so it came to a point where like, for me, it's not necessarily about my, my voice. It's about, I want to make a bigger change in the way that I want to be able to eventually possibly put myself in a position where maybe I can fund my own business and hire my brothers and sisters, you know, um, and so forth and so on. So, so I think that the, the, the bigger picture is that I'm sort of working towards uh, the things that I want to establish so that I can help my community, you know, and it's not about necessarily, yes, it's about voicing it for the people that want to voice it, but I'm the one that feels it. And I kind of want to put that energy to build something that I can eventually be like, you know what, I've built this now, let me hire my sisters, let me hire my brothers. And like, it's work together and create something even bigger, you know? Um, so yeah, so again, it comes back to just do, just honestly do as much as possible because it is definitely a short life if you think about it. I mean, for how long do we work? Like 40 years, 50 years, like that's it, you know? So, yeah. 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 This is, yeah. Like, this is, that's interesting you said that because like in Sierra's podcast, she said like she heard this from somebody. And it's like, we're only going to be alive. We're only going to see maybe 80 summers. Yeah. And that like, that like, I was just like, holy crap. <laughs> It's crazy. No, when you when you really start thinking about it from that perspective, you really start realizing that, like, yeah, you just really want to have conversations that push you forward, um, and 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 you wake up and and you do things that push you forward because it's bits, right? Like, it's never you only realize it like 10, 20, 50 years down the line that like, oh shit, I've actually done so much because when you're doing it, it feels like nothing, you know. That morning you wake up and you do your bed and you get stuff done during the day, wake up the next day, you're like, oh, I don't see any change. That change, you will see it. It just won't be now. It'll be much later. So just kind of be consistent, I guess, in a way, yeah, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really just want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Like you taught me a yeah. lot just like from speaking with you and you gave me that idea about scheduling and stuff and actually writing mm -hmm. things down. Like I really appreciate that. Like I've been wanting to do that, but like I haven't been given like a little bit of a push to do it. And you gave you gave me yeah. that push. So like sincerely, like thank you for Yeah. No, thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me. And like I wish you all the best with the podcast and, and I'm sure we'll chat again at some point. Uh last thing, where can people find yeah. you? Oh yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Greg and Torre and T O R E and YouTube Greg and Torre as well. And yeah, Amazing. that's it. Check the show notes in the description, guys. It's all there. Perfect. All right, brother. Easy. Take it easy. Take it easy, man. Have a good one.